You know, life is full of surprises, ain't it, friends? Welcome aboard, gentle listeners, wherever you are. This is indeed Fusebox number 74, Sedimental Journey. And I am your uh, somewhat gritty, but I kind of like it that way, host, Mark Rose, thanking you for pushing play on this edition of the program. And uh, that, over there, madly twiddling the dials and levers, is uh, the deacon of decibels himself, Milt Keynes, everybody. We do indeed, dear friends, uh, as uh, we're uh, starting the show off with a, a bunch of uh, gratitude and good wishes. The first is a uh, follow-up to a story we were covering last time when uh, we convened, and uh, uh, Mr. Keynes, if, uh, if you please... So, uh, as you may recall from the last show, we were following a story that uh, dealt with the potential future of net neutrality, uh, specifically as it applies to one web hosting service that is uh, near and dear to our hearts here at Fusebox and many of our colleagues as well on this channel as uh, they host the uh, OnSug channel that many of you are listening to right now. And uh, that host being DreamHost. See, uh, they were asked by the uh, Department of Justice to hand over information connected with an organization that uh, hosted a site with them called DisruptJ20.org, which uh, organized uh, protests for the January inauguration of that uh, guy in the White House presently. The, uh, quote, information the DOG requested would have amounted to 1.3 million IP addresses from folks that had maybe just visited the site even casually with uh, no intentions at all. Uh, perhaps just idle curiosity. Or, 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 or maybe you were a journalist doing research, right? In any event... The good folks at DreamHost stood up to this request, and the court sided with them. That's right. Saying the request was uh, too broad, and that the uh, Department of Justice needs to rethink itself. Preferably rethink itself into a nice black hole in which to stay, and not come out until you play nice with others. So to our friends at DreamHost, we give a hearty... Fusebox shout-out. That's right. Yes, and the, uh, the folks at DreamHost say they are not done with this deal and uh, plan to take uh, further actions regarding the request to ensure things like this can't happen again. So again, good on you. But that's not all. It's a new car. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> No, we, we have another major shout-out here, and one of a uh, multi-layer significant, one might say, if you were so inclined. Um, as we all must know by now, things are a wee rough in the uh, state of Texas, thanks to Hurricane Harvey that uh, 
plowed into the state a few days ago, and by the way, was no talking invisible rabbit. This one uh, has caused quite a lot of grief and major loss to uh, many, many over there, and believe me, I know what it's like, friends. While I was uh, in Florida those many years, I had my share of watery adventures. And uh, they are not fun. No, not fun at all. So we wish for a uh, speedy resolution to all the chaos down there. And with any luck, this will be the last weather event of this type this year. I, you know, I know they always are um, quite active around Labor Day for some reason in this country, the, the Labor Day holiday. I have much less than delightful memories of being in a makeshift shelter, which, uh, as I recall now, was set up in a nearby elementary school cafeteria as uh, Hurricane Elena came whipping up the Gulf of Mexico and, by the way, kept doing a loop-de-loop around the West Coast there, okay? That is a horrible experience. Yeah, just when you think it's moving on, it comes right back for another go. Craziest weather pattern I had ever seen. I, for one, vote to never see that crap again. You know what I mean? Well, if we ever get a hurricane in Portland, then uh, something is really wrong somewhere. Clearly. Well, perhaps an ice volcano would be next, you know? But, uh... In a more decidedly upbeat tone, yet still staying in the same geographic location, friends, Texas, that is, we'd like to do a little fuse box acknowledgement, friends. And uh, we'd like to send a uh, fuse box shout out to Lufkin, Texas. Specifically, to coach Bud Maddox and the Lufkin, Texas Little League baseball team who recently won the 2017 Little League World Series U.S. Championship in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, indeed. Way to go, Little Leaguers. That's, uh, that's such an incredible accomplishment for a team coming out of a relatively small community of uh, only about 35,000 people. And hopefully... This will uh, cheer up some folks in East Texas who I'm sure could use some good news with all the crap going on there in that region right now. Congratulations, Lubbock, Texas, Little Leaguers. No, 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 no. Lufkin. Lufkin, Texas. Not, not Lubbock. Lufkin. Lufkin? No, I've never heard of it. Yes, you have. Oh, yes, oh, yes, you have. Our resident, once upon a time you should have seen him in his day, former athlete... Fusebox co-producer and artist actor at large, Jeff Pollard lived in Lufkin, Texas for a time as a kid. In fact, Jeff actually played Little League Baseball in Lufkin, Texas. And his team won the city championship in 1970. Wait, Pollard played Little League Baseball in Lubbock? I, I mean, uh... Lufkin, Texas? The same city that just won the United States Little League Championship? He did indeed. Oh, shit. Huh. I wonder if he uh, played ball no, with... Oh, no, no, I know what you're going to say. Buddy, Buddy Holly. Holly. <laughs> 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 it's, 
See, see, I knew what you were going to say. Buddy Holly. Again, no. Lufkin. Not Lubbock. Lufkin. Just messing with you, bro. <laughs> Seriously, though, man. Congratulations, Lufkin, Texas. Hey, uh, wonder if Pollard played... Uh, no, no, don't. Don't. Waylon Jennings. Uh, <laughs> again, Lufkin, Texas. <laughs> Not Lukenbach, Texas. Okay. You know, I wonder if uh, Waylon, Willie, and the boys could hit the curveball. Yeah, I give up. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. TheFuseBoxShow.com You know... You know... What? <laughs> That just never gets old for me. I'm sorry. I know, I know. While we're on the uh, subject of all things Texas and and name dropping like we just don't care, I'm curious if there may be one or two or nine folks out there who uh, might not be aware of the incredibly ironic and somewhat creepy backstory to uh, the day the music died, as they called it, since we're... uh, Chatting about Holly and Jennings here. That uh, winter dance party tour thing? Yeah, yeah, that's the one back in uh, 1959. Where uh, Buddy Holly and Waylon Jennings, the the Big Bopper and Richie Valens and a host of others were performing in the, in this tour. So as the this, this story goes, uh, Jennings and Holly uh, met the year before, actually, in 1958 when Jennings and a a chap named Sky Corbin were providing hand claps to uh, Holly's recording of You're the One. Did you, did you know that? Huh. No, I did not know that. I, I, I did know that uh, Jennings was a DJ at KLLL in Lubbock, Texas for a spell. Yeah, yeah, he stayed in uh, radio for a while, it appears. But, uh, but this uh, winter dance party tour began in uh, lovely Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on January 23rd, 1959. Now, evidently, the amount of uh, uh, travel time between venues in this tour had not really been thought out ahead of time and uh, created some major issues when uh, setting up each performance. And then you add to that the fact that these uh, tour buses they were all crammed into like sardines were apparently unheeded, and they broke down all the time. And uh, one time, as it is told, Buddy Holly's drummer, Carl Bunch, suffered uh, frostbite so severe he had to be hospitalized. Why is it always the drummer? Universal law, you know? As there were no trombone players in the band. You know what I'm saying? Right? So, needless to say that uh, Holly... <laughs> was motivated to uh, find an alternative transport for this thing. So, uh, before that fateful flight to Moorhead, Minnesota, Holly chartered a four-seat Beechcraft Bonanza airplane at the very quaint Dwyer Flying Service in Mason City, Iowa, for uh, himself, Jennings, and bandmate, Tommy Alsup for uh, that fateful trip to Moorhead, which was going to be taken right after the uh, Clear Lake show 
that evening. And as the story goes, Tommy Alsup uh, lost a coin toss to uh, Richie Valens and uh, ended up giving his seat to Valens. And Waylon Jennings gave his seat up voluntarily to J.P. Richardson, uh, better known as the Big Bopper, who was uh, evidently complaining about how cold and uncomfortable the tour bus was for uh, a a man of his size. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was a big guy after all. Yeah. And hey, why the hell? Would you be scheduling a tour in the worst weather possible? It was February, right? In Minnesota. The the entertainment machine has no real logic, it appears. Just an uncanny disregard for the laws of consequence, I guess. So uh, when, you know, Holly got wind of his friends giving up their seats on the plane in favor of, of, of the most splendid bus ride, In a rather ironic and uh, prophetic interchange between Jennings and Holly, one that would haunt Jennings for uh, decades to follow, Holly is said to have told Jennings, Well, I hope your old bus freezes up. And Jennings jokingly replied to Holly, Well, I hope your old plane crashes. Ouch. Less than an hour and a half later, shortly after 1 a.m. on February 3rd, 1959, Holly's charter plane crashed at a full throttle into the uh, cornfield outside Mason City, Iowa, sadly, instantly killing all on board. So, for decades later, Jennings had blamed himself for the crash, and uh, the guilt of that event evidently caused uh, many, many bouts of substance abuse through much of his career. Yeah, it's got to get to you, man. I mean, I'm sure he's thinking, you know, should have been me. Or... Probably so, yeah. But, but you know where the logic goes on that? What if the actual fate was, nope, not your time, Waylon. I mean... <laughs> Evidently, it wasn't. It, uh, it, 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 it's also interesting in that both the 1959 tragedy and in 1969, musical eras seem to come to a close in one way or another, right? In 1969, right after Woodstock, we started losing a bunch of rock icons. And pair with that, sort of the energy of the time seemed to switch as well. At least it sure as hell seemed that way to me. Well, Altamont drove a stake into its heart, that's for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, I I, I think that was, uh, yeah, that was 69 as well. Yeah, (laughs) a free Rolling Stones concert in a speedway with security provided by the Hells Angels. What could possibly go wrong? Damn hippies. Oh, you would have so been there. Me? Hell, I hate crowds, man. I, I, hey, I hate murders even more. <laughs> I like the stones, though. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Uh, and by the way, for those interested, may I uh, suggest the very excellent uh, documentary on this whole Altamont fiasco called uh, Gimme Shelter, filmed by the uh, Mazeless Brothers. It's a uh, Criterion disc for those still buying those things. 
and uh, certainly well worth the experience. Hey, you know, uh, I heard that George Lucas was one of the cameramen on that concert, but uh, his camera jammed up after about 100 feet of film. Yeah, yeah. And uh, none of that footage was used in the final cut either, but uh, that's okay. Old George had bigger fish to fry soon enough, you know? And, uh, and speaking of interdimensional spectacles, okay? David Lynch's Twin Peaks The Return will be concluding its run on September 3rd with two episodes back-to-back which, uh, frankly, friends, could alter the course of life as we now know it. One episode is more than enough per week to, uh, quote, unpack, end quote. As this show is, if you've seen it, and I know lots of folks have uh, echoed this sentiment, re- this, this thing really is reinventing TV. And, uh, now, I think anybody that tries to binge watch this thing might end up a threat to themselves or others, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, Showtime says they're going to run the entire 18-part series from top to bottom on Sunday starting at 4 a.m. and concluding with the two final installments uh, that evening. Can you imagine the poor, unsuspecting, or, or suspecting folks, for that matter, who elect to do that? I mean, they just... They just end up drooling, their, their eyes hanging out of their heads on stalks, you know, doing that little clacker ball thing, you know what I mean? You? Buddy, you do not want to mess around with this show. It should come with a warning label. Alas, there will be fallout from the extended viewing of this program, friends. It's a good thing the following day is a holiday in this country, Labor Day as uh, the after-effects of watching 18 straight episodes of Twin Peaks The Return will indeed cause permanent impairment of the surreal kind. You think they'll follow it up? Uh, you mean with, a, with another season? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no clue. For as we know, just because the show ends, it doesn't really mean everything will be tidied up and polished like a tiny gold ball. So what you did there. Yeah, but only the fans of the show know for sure. Hell, I could actually be a talking houseplant right now, and they'd never know. Wait, but aren't you? Sometimes I feel like that, you know? Things get a little dry and then scratchy. Maybe you just want to reach out and stretch your roots sometimes, but the pot is too short. So you're all stunted and cramped, and all you really want to do is sing! You sure you haven't been binge-watching a few of these on the side? Listen and smell for yourself. Right up, boy, Jimmy! That's the way to turn two. All right, boys, go hit the showers. I'll be there in a minute. Oh, hello. I'm Coach Pop McGraw. Sometimes I got to give my boys a pep talk to get the best out of them on the old ball diamond. 
And now, I'm here to give you a pep talk to get the best out of you, too. Baseball, well, it's been my whole life. And nothing pleases me more than helping young boys like you grow into good young men. And baseball, our national pastime, is how I do it. My boys learn to rely on each other, especially when the chips are down and we need to score that runner from second base or strike a batter out with the bases loaded or, or maybe even sock a homer in the bottom of the ninth to win the old ball game. Fusebox understands teamwork. They're winners. Why, they know that being a member of the team means helping your teammates to win the big game and that no matter what, they're always behind you 100%. We all want to be winners in the game of life, boys. And purchasing Fusebox merchandise shows that you're not only a winner, but a good teammate as well. Scientists have proven that Fusebox merchandise not only makes you run higher and jump faster, but it also increases self-confidence and improves your posture. Boys, I have it on good authority that President Eisenhower himself enjoys Fusebox merchandise. So be a winner, boys. Go to thefuseboxshow.com and buy Fusebox merchandise right now. It's a home run every time. Visit thefuseboxshow.com today. That's thefuseboxshow.com. Yes, and on that rollicking and heartwarming note... <laughs> no, of course not. What do you think this is? Sensible programming? <laughs> uh, pshaw, I say. Pshaw, my good man. Yes, clearly. We're all suffering from a David Lynch contact high here in the studio. So before it gets really nasty and turns us all into insects, may I just plant in the fecund soil of this episode of Fusebox an ebullient thanks to our contributors this time out. Eric Jurda for high tone on the low down linerman. Jody Lorimer for superb and non-loquacious linerage. Eric Newsom for newsreel brilliance. And Jeff Pollard for always hitting it out of the park and crashing right into the windows of that van down by the river. Yes, and but also to the fader king himself, Milt Keynes over there for all those things you do. Thank you kindly. And as always, thanks to you friends for uh, generously pushing play on this edition of the show. And please feel more than free, nay, be downright giddy with wild abandon as you tick the little subscribe button wherever you may have found this program. And we so much appreciate that as uh, we trod ever onwards towards podcast dominance in this crazy, mixed-up world of ours. Next time, some news regarding a little promotion we're having that uh, could win you absolutely free, valuable, nay, priceless objects from the Fusebox store themselves. Yes, be with us next time uh, for that, and uh, check out the Fusebox Facebook page for news regarding this as well. I have been your nearly pot-bound but feeling cozy just the same host, Mark Rowe, saying, until our next cartoon. <laughs>